Welcome, everybody, to episode 119 of the Dorkspin Podcast. I'm Nate, a.k.a. Angry Nate. I'm the missing A in Thena. <laughs> Took me a minute to get that. Uh, this is Collector Clint. And we are joined today by special guest, a longtime listener, first-time guest. I will let him introduce himself. Hi, everybody. My name's Manny Ramos. Uh, you can find me as Night Bodega on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm finally happy to be here. Finally. 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 He's finally happy. Finally. He's finally happy. His it, life is I, complete I was, now. I wasn't happy when I was listening. But. <laughs> in all fairness, Manny does, has participated in basically every game night we've had. And he gets on the discords. He's heard in there. He uh, asks yeah. questions literally every week. Yep. And and he was part of the, the dorky hundo when he was uh, won a prize. I forgot which prize you ended up with. You forgot? The one, yes. the one you took pictures with, the one of the Christina's? Oh, yes. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, yes. Well, he ended up with the Dahlia? Yeah, he ended up with the yeah. pineapple Dahlia. Very cool. Mm. I'm, oh, I am still like, jealous. I just didn't want to assume anything. Of course, there wasn't a bad prize in that bunch, so. Yeah. Well, cool. congratulations again, you asshole. Oh, thank you. There you go. Yes, welcome <laughs> aboard. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining us. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just that dolly is awesome. Shout out, to, uh, shout out to Deathly Cute for that. That came out great. Yes, shout out. Is that, that was your first Dahlia, right? It is. And, man, that's a beautiful one. I wish Not... I could get some more, but they always sell out. And... I'll yeah, trade you one for it. super fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I'll... take two. Two. Yeah, take two for the one. Yeah, two for the one. Take all of yeah, the that's temp- That's actually tempting because that is a really cool one of one. If Manny wanted two, we could talk. Anyway, we'll take that offline. We'll table that, which is such a stupid expression. Anyway, go on. No, I will not go on. I refuse. Okay. Well, <laughs> are you are you on strike, Nate? <laughs> I'm 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 on strike with all those other workers right now. Demanding higher wages. Demanding higher wages from his zero dollars an hour he currently makes. You know what? We'll give you a ten thousand time percent increase. How about that? It's still zero, so you can go to hell. <laughs> hey, man! Oh, he, he got a math throw. He got a math. math. I did it. I did it. You, you did, did the math. Uh, well done. But yes, thank you, Manny, for joining us today, joining the madness. It's honestly, it's been great um, having you be a friend of us, ours, you know, to begin with, and also mm-hmm. just to being such a huge supporter since episode one. So we really appreciate you, and thank you for, for being here with us today, man. We do appreciate it. Um, you guys were going to make it past five. <laughs> we didn't either, so <laughs> we were all surprised. Yeah, we were all surprised, too. So. We're not sure we did. We're yeah. not sure we made it past it yet. So if one, still, of our, if one of our four other listeners, like uh, you know Paul Rudd or President Obama, Kevin Feige, if you guys could let us know you hear this, we'd appreciate it. Yes, please leave a comment on our, on our Instagram <laughs> or our, uh, our Twitter. Um, but yes, speaking of which, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore Dorksman. Uh, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail dot com. Uh, we haven't gotten an email recently, so. You know, we just send us an email. We want to make sure that email still works. It probably does. We probably won't respond, but you know, always <laughs> but, email us. Right. It's entirely, it's entirely up to you. But we we do appreciate that. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, you can play Dorks and Bingo. Uh, that's dorksandbingo.com. And as always, shout out to Andrew uh, from the Torby Wine Podcast and one of the brothers Newland uh, who for... just had a birthday. Yes, yes. happy birthday, Andrew. Happy oh, birthday. He was complaining. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, I, I'm 34." I'm like, "Shut up!" Yeah, <laughs> it's not fair. Young and not fair, right? He's just a baby. He's a young man. Yeah, a um, baby Newland. And he is the youngest, right? He's the youngest of the barely of the bearded. Yeah, I thought okay. he was the middle. No, John's no, no. 
Oh, Uncle John. In fact, his handle on Instagram and Twitter is the, the middle new one. Yeah. That's right. Um, and also, of course, Larry from the STS guys for building us an amazing redirect, which uh, helps us easily tell you where to find the bingo card. Um, so, yeah, thank you guys. Uh, for the podcast, you can always listen to us on Cross the Streams Media. Hopefully, that's where you are finding us and listening to us. So that's CrossTheStreamsMedia.com and CTS Media on Twitter. Tons and tons of great podcasts on there. So, please and make sure. And one decent one. And, and ours. There's that's lots right. of good ones and then ours. That's right. Um, so, make sure you check it out. There's lots of stuff on there. If there's something on there that you don't that you want to listen to that's not on there please let us know and we'll do our best to have clint make up another podcast because it's been a while since he started one so that's true maybe a true crime podcast for clint oh yes like it'd be like only murders in the building did anybody watch only murders in the building no i'd like to because i really like steve martin and martin short and especially it was it was great i'm sure it was (laughs) it was great selena gomez was a a pleasant surprise Is, is that on hbo or Hulu. Uh, Hulu, yeah. Okay. Interesting. It was actually pretty good. I liked it. Nice. I'd like that. to see it. I, I, I have seen Martin Short and uh, and Steve Martin together live before, so I, I'm sure it'll be great. You lucky bastard. Yep. That's me. Yeah. So <laughs> Good talk. That's yeah, what your wife tells great. you every night before y'all go to bed. Shit, more than that. Lucky bastard, I'm still here. More than that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yes... Moving on to, I think, Manny's favorite portion of the show, uh, which is the <laughs> Ask the Dorksman, as he blesses us with amazing questions week after week and also uh, loves to answer questions and uh, loves to participate in this. So we've got two questions from Manny this week, uh, and he's going to answer them right here, right now with us. So this is great. Um, our first question is, what is the nickname given to you that you did not like? And Manny, you'll, you'll, you won't answer first. Joey will. What it, whatever you answer is obviously going to be used in the future against exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah. Be careful. Be careful what you divulge. I, you know what? I, I yeah. hate I hate being called the great and all-powerful Joey. Like, that was just <laughs> awful. Like, I really wish people would stop calling me that. All right, then douchebag Joey it is. We're good. That's, that's uh, yeah, that's probably second. But definitely great and all-powerful was, was the least favorite. <laughs> Okay. Usually right. so. Um, so um, I, I, this question took a little thought, just because I've been called a lot of different things in my life. So uh, you know, I'm not surprised there. Growing up, I know, especially in middle school, kids figured out that um, my first name um, replace um, or you, you remove the N. I was called that a lot. Or if you uh, replace replace the L and the I with a U, um, I was called that a lot growing up so um to be honest it didn't bother me all that much even though you think it might but it did uh <laughs> it was called i had teachers even call me that let's put it like that so <laughs> it was rough anyway that's great yes how much trouble would you get in if you did that today joey oh i i'd be fired yeah so anyway yeah anyway the point is i well it'll anyway it's fine i'm not even complaining so i mean that's one thing so i had that kind of growing up so that wasn't the one that got me but um, here's, you guys will love this one. Once in a while, um, I might accidentally, uh, pass gas in front of my wife. And I say accidentally cause I never really mean to, it's not like I'm trying to fart on her or anything. And, uh, when that happens, she comes up with this nickname called stink bottom that she likes to call me. So, 
Uh, and usually lasts a couple days. So that kind of rubs me the wrong way. The especially smell? Day. No, no, no. Not the smell, just the nickname. <laughs> the smell. Uh, Everyone likes their own brand, so it doesn't bother me. But um, uh, I don't know about that. I had one me... last night that ran. I ran myself out of the room. Wow. <laughs> I get that checked, man. I was like, oh, I got to get out of here. Well, I think we have a new... You're going to start calling you Stinky Tree then, if that's going to be the case. <laughs> anyway, that's my answer, Stink Bottom. All right, Manny, your turn. I don't really have that much of a nickname when I was in, in school, but I know after a while my teachers caught on. Basically, they always called me basically an angel with horns because they always saw me as this innocent guy in school. But in reality, they caught on to me being the more mischievous of the students in the class. So, and I got caught for a lot of things. Like I learned how to forge signatures pretty much, and when I was young, because <laughs> I used to work in the admin office, so. It, you know, I had eyes on what everybody did from teachers to faculty, so I knew what their signatures looked like. So somehow I developed the talent of uh, signing their names, even though I kind of suck at drawing. But that was pretty much it. I really didn't have too much of a nickname. I just did my own thing pretty much. You sound school. like Nate with his hall pass gig that he had going on Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They'd, they'd buy the hall pass from Nate, then go see Manny, and done. There, excuse no, but that's it. True. Nothing else. It Nothing works. really. The angel exciting. with horns. <laughs> it's not a bad nickname to have. Mm-hmm. That's anyway, but yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, it wasn't Sorry, Nate. bad, but just you know, teachers eventually got a stigma, started watching out for me. And like you know, they don't treat you as much as, as nice as they would have if they didn't know your nickname. Oh, that's that old so and so that forged my signature. little manfred i'm gonna get him that rat bastard named clint how did i come into this (laughs) i don't know it just happens be quiet stink bottom (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay douchebag see that's one you just made up and you already don't like it i feel like you're just (laughs) deflecting right now i feel like you're taking your (laughs) anger and frustration out on me and Fair it's enough. okay if you need to do that. I, I'm here. I can. I can take it. I got big shoulders. Go ahead. Cool. All right, Nate. Let's hear yours. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't, I don't have many lies. Like, honestly, no deception. Like, yeah, I was just ah! very. <laughs> what yeah, a liar. There's, there's really nothing. I can't honestly. I can't think of anything. Really? But, um, yeah, nothing. Like. Obviously, like my name was like incredibly difficult to pronounce, like as a, like because I didn't really go by Nathan until like recently when I was a bit older. But like, like my full name's Nathaniel, so that was like people just mispronouncing the shit out of it because people are stupid, and <laughs> even teachers couldn't pronounce it, and it was just like, yeah, wow. that bothered me. But never, I honestly can't think of any any. I can't remember any nicknames that I was called um, when I was a kid. All right, fair enough. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah, maybe Clint. Maybe they called me Clint. That's oh, that's it. horrible. Why would you do that to a young impressionable child? So, Mr. Glizzy. <laughs> Mr. Glizzy. Why well, do we have one now? <laughs> Amazing. It's curved, Glizzy. Yeah. Well, thank you for the question, Manny. We're yeah. not going to ask you it on Twitter. We should, anyways, just to keep up we how we've been doing. Fine. <laughs> so things are. Watch that guy give a totally different response. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'll be expecting it. Yeah. He's like, my nickname is Manny. This is my real name. He reveals his, his real name. Arturo. 
<laughs> what if his real name is Clint? That'd, that'd be weird, to be wow. honest. It would be, yeah, right? It would be kind of weird. All, what if we were all Clint? All our names are Clint. Oh, no, don't do that to us. Okay, that's true. That's that's terrible. All right, anyways, on to the next question from Manny, of hmm. course. This is the, hey, hey, from Manny. the wow. Manny episode. Uh, his question um, is, how do you think The Simpsons will end? Uh, do you think it will reveal Bart is actually retelling all of his life story? Or maybe Springfield is stuck in a time loop inside the Tesseract. Um, Manny hopes that it ends with a Treehouse of Horror episode, which is solid. Is that still your answer, Manny? Yes, I do. I mean, I love the, the Treehouse of Horror. I mean, I love the Simpsons came out, but when that show started coming out, I was like, oh my gosh, I try to watch it every time it premiered, but it like it got harder and harder. But it, it would just be great to bring you know, all the characters back into, maybe teleport it into, I don't know, onto the moon titan or something, you know, face off against Thanos or something. <laughs> so, speaking of speaking of bringing the old characters back, I was actually thinking of something along those lines, like having a Lost-esque type of finale, or some finale where they maybe spoofed some of the worst finales ever. Uh, like Lost, where everybody is like, oh, we really died in season two, and, and everybody's been dead this whole time, and something crazy like that. Like, I could see them doing some kind of spoof of, a, um, like, a other famous, not-so-popular uh, series finale type of thing. Uh, because I don't see it just kind of just going off with just, like, a regular episode and ending. I just don't think they're going to go out like that. Just do it like... Um... Like Seinfeld, where they're just in the parking lot, and then it's just like it ends. No, they were in prison. Oh, they're yeah. in prison. You yeah, don't remember that? Right. They had the prison. whole thing was on yeah. the court case. The Good Samaritan Law <laughs> that they failed to help somebody or something. Yeah. Like, or that's everybody. what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be something where they just spoof or make fun of, and maybe they do a different twist on it. But I think it's going to be a series finale where it's like, uh, again, kind of spoofing the traditional twist ending type of thing or whatever. I just don't see it being like, oh, and that was the last episode. Or like some other kind of sappy type of send-off. I just don't see them doing that. I, I think a better question would, question would be, when do you see them ending? So, so Manny's question wasn't good enough for you? You need another one? No, not really. <laughs> Don't don't tell him I said that. I won't. Though. I won't mention anything. I just want to make sure no. it's clear. I, I, I don't know if it's more of a, it's just more of a curiosity because it's like you know you would think oh it should have ended already by now but it, but it hasn't. Um, and it's like at what point do you just run out of new material and just say okay that's it we need to bring this thing to conclusion. I, I don't know, <laughs> but like you said on the the episode that we recorded a couple of weeks ago, I mean mm-hmm. it's still getting very high ratings. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I, I really don't know. I could see it hitting fifty seasons. Yeah, I could also see it ending next year. <laughs> I could see it like stopping like just the tracks. To be honest, um, this is a good question. I I was originally thinking that um, there was just some send off in the in the fact that they were moving from Springfield for good is how I see it actually ending. Just that that's how it ends, mm-hmm. and, and it might even be when they bring him back and they you know drive by characters you haven't seen in seasons like they'll drive by you know they i don't think they can have a poo on anymore so to drive by the quickie mart and see him waving or um you know mrs krabappel could wave or um you know and so on and so forth but that's kind of that's kind of how i see it kind of you know there was that one episode where i know well they've left multiple times you know but uh there was that one episode when they left for wherever they went with hank scorpio i don't remember what the name of the town was now but um 
they could do something like that, except really expansive, you know. But other than that, I it's hard. But he might be right, Joey. It just might be something they do something really comical. Maybe Homer actually ends up blowing up Springfield, and that's just the end. Maybe <laughs> you know. I mean, just destroys the whole town. Yeah, I mean, why not? Right? They've done stuff like that before, so that's the whole basis for the uh, trapped ga- or uh, tapped out game. So why not? I, I would like to add to Clint's. I would love if that's what they do is kind of drive off into the sunset at the end. It it shows them and the car passing by you are now leaving and it finally uh, reveals what state they live in. Yeah. That's just going to, you're now leaving Oklahoma or, or just whatever. (laughs) What's funny is Oklahoma is what popped in my head too. But I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking it would just start with that. They'd leave and be like, Oklahoma, Wyoming, you know, some putting like four States together in the name and really just screw with everybody. But yes. Now, now do you want to see them leave as their current age state or, as as they are now, because because part of the charm of when they do those episodes where they're older or you know go flashbacks to when they're younger is it's like a one time thing. I don't think I they've already kind of predicted the future, so they need to just stay in the present. Is my thought. Mm-hmm. But that's, again, that that's what I was thinking because I did think about that. Oh, what if you know they showed him going off, Lisa going off to college and Bart working in his construction job or whatever he's doing. Um, I, yeah, they've kind of already done that, so why not end it? And you know, because part of what makes the Simpsons great now is how many characters they have. It's, you know, it's not just the family. Like, you know, everyone likes Flanders to, you know, at least like something about him. Like said, he's in the show. Stupid, or, sexy Flanders. Exactly. <laughs> or likes, uh, you know, uh, groundskeeper Willie or the principal or, or Millhouse or Otto. You know, there's so many characters that we've seen multiple times and have been part of multiple major stories that, you know, when they do say goodbye, it's not just the Simpsons anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like Nelson has to be involved somehow, and and it, it goes on, obviously. So that's my thought, at least. It'd be easy to do because they're all voiced by like the same six people, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> like it'd be no problem. For well, that's why I said they have, um, you know, and I mean that's why they, I mean, and I mean it's crazy. The show's been around so long that people have actually passed away who were voices, and I love that they just haven't replaced them, but at least they could show the character one more time. Uh, mm-hmm. I would you love know? for them to show some Phil Hartman characters. In the yes, yes, so Lionel Hutz and show uh, Troy McClure and, like I said, uh, Edna Krabappel and Yeah, exactly. I mean, because it's not that we don't love those characters, and I appreciate that they don't do them anymore, but we'd like to say one final farewell to them as well mm-hmm. in my head. I think it'd be cool if the only real thing that happened in the entire Simpsons universe is Treehouse, and that's like actually just how Springfield is and it's just this weird horror town that we only get a glimpse of one episode a season and everything else is just this dream world that like that they've made up in their own heads that's like you know that so everything that happens normally like like Homer going to work with the power planets that's all fake like that's just that's not canon and that's not real in Springfield it's Bart and Hugo is real, and that's what that's 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 their life. It's just Simpsons. This, the Springfield is just this giant Halloween town that we only see once a year, um, and everything else is would be the flip side of it. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, I agree with you actually. Or or even going back and revisiting some of those trials of horror episodes and what happened next. Like mm-hmm. I'm thinking of uh, the original one with Mr. Burns when he gets his head grafted onto Homer to see what happens after that. And like mm-hmm. you mentioned, Hugo mm-hmm. and Bart, that would be interesting. There's a couple different ones I think that'd be cool. So yeah, I'm with you on that. I go with that. I think they should just say the movie never happened as well because <laughs> the movie gets a lot of blame. It shouldn't, but it wasn't bad. You, you you didn't mind the movie, Manny? No, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, <laughs> the, 
the whole spider pig. And... Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, had its, it had its moments. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and the problem with the movie, and I've said this originally, is they made a movie out of a twenty. They made a ninety-minute movie out of a twenty-two twenty-two minute episode cartoon. It just was a adjustment, I think. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll see what they do with Bob's here in May or whenever it's actually coming out. Anyway, I think totally off topic though. I think the Bob's movie is going to do just fine because. Bob's is fairly rooted in reality, so they can do a lot more, I think, with the way that they can tell the story. Um, so yeah. I think that'll yeah. be, I think it'll be fine. I'm not yeah. worried about the Bob's. I'm excited for it. I'll, I'll, I'll go see it and I'll, oh, even yeah. if it's the shit, I'll still own oh, yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Now, I, I really haven't watched Bob's Burger, but do oh, any of the show Simpsons like, or exist in that world or anything like that? Um. So, Bob has been in Family Guy. I think he's been in The Simpsons very temporarily, but I don't think they've ever had The Simpsons or Family Guy in the Bob's Burgers show like they have the others. No. If I remember correctly. Because I only watch that thing. So. I really haven't had the Yeah, time. but Bob Bob's also doesn't revolve around cultural references or, or hot topics like those other two shows do. Mm-hmm. Like it, it has its own storyline that yeah. could kind of be told whenever. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you need to be watching some Bob, sir. Come on now. Time. We'll make it. <laughs> yeah, stop stop listening to the Dorksman podcast. Just go yeah. watch Bob's instead. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you, but we're saying the same thing over and over again anyway, so. Right. <laughs> Amazing. But Manny, again, thank you for the question and your answer. Hoping that it ends with Treehouse of Horror. Um yeah, we love your questions, Manny. Please, please, please keep them coming. And anyone else, yes. don't um, don't stop asking questions, even if it's like just following up on our answers, being like, hey, what do you think about this? Also with The Simpsons or whatever. We love your questions. They go to the queue. Uh, we try to answer them as often as we can. And if not, they go into the queue and we try to knock them off every so often when we truly don't have a topic and we sit down and just answer your questions for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, which is great. It's good mm-hmm. times. Good times. So, on to the actual topic of discussion today. Um, so, be warned, we are doing a spoiler-ridden discussion of the latest Marvel film, uh, The Eternals. Um, so, please put this episode on pause if you have yet to watch the movie. Uh, we will be going into spoilers. If you do not care about spoilers, please continue to listen and uh and whatnot and and hang out but if if you are spoiler sensitive uh for sure please uh put us on pause for now and come back to us after you watch the movie spoiler uh, sensitive like they have an allergy to it it's true some people some people are hey. i have hives now because of you get the Pretty epi um, they talked about the mid-credit scene so nate does that mean you're taking off yeah i'm out of here i Full disclosure, I have not watched the movie, but I'm going to be participating because The Eternals sounds terrible from everything that I've seen. It sounds It was awful. not that bad. It was, what, I didn't think it was bad at all. I, I, have Anyways. This, I have this theory that it got kicked down the same reason Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and some of those other 
female director-led and strong female lead movies got beat down is because it was a female lead and it was a female director and some people just don't like that they're like what the what the crap is this it should be should be guys doing all this stuff not not girls so i mean i i guess we're jumping right into it i I think some of the criticism that it's getting is warranted um i think first of all i think they tried to throw way too many people and way too long of a story i mean it's a story that really takes place over the course of seven thousand years into a two and a half hour movie which was another problem because they tried to cram so many people and so much stuff into a movie it made it two and a half hours which was too long for this movie to be um but it, so but i think you it's had its there's you can't do that with a turnover it's one collective group and you can't really okay so so i will admit that that the more i thought about it i was like okay so it's not like the avengers like they they came in together they uh, i guess quote unquote go out together so you really can't have it as oh we're gonna build up to it and we're gonna have a Ajax origin story and a and a Icarus origin story and all that stuff, but I th- I think what could have helped it is one of two things is or one of three things one they could have showed one or two of the characters sprinkled them in along the way because it it doesn't mean because I mean obviously in the movie they talk about them being separated from the group after a certain point once all the deviants are eliminated so they could have sprinkled them in to some of the other movies that have come out uh, over the last year or two. So that was a possibility. They could have also brought in somebody from one of the other movies to kind of help with the transition to this entire new group. They didn't do either one of those two things. And nobody said that they had to have ten Eternals. It's not like ten. It's not like the Fantastic Four where you've got to have all four of them in the movie. You could have very easily cut that number down to like six and I think still it been as meaningful as it was. So I, I think it suffered for some for some issues that could have very very easily been corrected. Um, so I, I think it kind of shot itself in the foot about that. Other See, than that, though, I, I mean, I still enjoyed several of the characters and the development that some of them had. I, I enjoyed the story for the most part. I enjoyed. Uh, you know, the rather large presence of the Celestials in this movie, whereas we haven't gotten that uh, as much uh, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, uh, with, with uh, I can't think of the Celestial's name that Kurt Russell plays. Um, Eagle. Eos. Eos. Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, so, sorry, I had drawn a blank on that. I mean, outside of that, which he's not really in what I would consider like true Celestial form. Um, so right. really we still didn't get that as a character, um, un- until now, um, we got more of it this time around, but that's just kind of my like large macro take on, on the movie. So I'd put it somewhere in the middle of the pack. I'd put it above Black Widow that just came out. Um, I'd put it below Shang-Chi that just came out as far as some of the more recent, uh, films that came out. But I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in, in top third tier for sure it's definitely a middle tier movie to me but the the crazy thing is like some of the reviews are putting it as the worst marvel movie i'm like have y'all forgotten about thor the dark world or (laughs) iron man 2 i mean come on yeah that's that's silly um i'm gonna disagree with you on the characters i think they were all necessary and i don't think we need an origin story per se i think we got that because there wasn't i mean they just we found out a, a spoiler right here we found out they get reset every time like it's not there's no, it's a cycle. It's not a start and an ending. It's a cycle. So, Dr- Druig was important. 
Sprite was important? Mm-hmm. No. No, I, 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 I totally disagree. I think they were totally important. I, I think they made them important. Like, in other words, they wrote them to have some kind of importance. But I think if you drop Druig, and I think if you drop um, uh, Sprite's character, I think it changes nothing at all about the story. Technically, I think you can drop Kingo and Ajax as well, and it doesn't well, really change well, any of the story. I think, so, to go along with that, and this is going to be a major spoiler, I don't agree with that. And that's because of what happens in the future. Because, uh, I mean, obviously we know now, again, spoiler alert, that, um, and I'm, I'm going to screw up all their names, but um, Kango, along with um, whoever Gemma ends, whatever her name actually is that she plays, why can't Cersei. I? Cersei. I mean, they get taken back. They're going to have some something to do with later on, whatever the next, either the next movie or somewhere down later in the MCU. So I okay, don't. So at the end, if he, if he just lifts up Cersei and talks to her and doesn't lift up Kingo again mm-hmm. what's the difference that's what we I'm don't saying. know that's what I'm we saying I don't know what's going to happen that, that, that we I, don't I, know I don't exactly know. I, there's not a there's a reason they put a major or at least a somewhat major star in that role you know they didn't do it just to have him be a side character I mean he was the comic relief in the movie that's what I was about to say he was the comic yeah. relief but I think they'll put him I think he'll be more useful and more used as later as time goes on I think that I think that's part I mean the, again and the Eternals are a group and the other part is we all know how fanboys are we all know they're fucking annoying and if they don't put all of them in we'd all hear about it you know what i mean like if sprite wasn't there we'd be like, well what the hell why isn't she in there why didn't you do it and you know that she was important for this part whatever you know whatever I mean, they, they already changed some of the uh, male characters to female so it's not like you couldn't have left it out and just no i know heard the I, same fanboy wrath i guess but, my, but my biggest the, upset was they didn't do anything more with makari and that yeah. was probably one of my favorite characters that they had yeah, I, I I agree. I agree with that. And I mean, you know, they, it's a comic book movie. Who knows who can come back or who how they'll be back or whatever. But at the same time, I, I don't know if they... I don't feel like they did too much or didn't have enough characters. I think that, again, to have the whole thing, you got to hold thing. It's like having the Fantastic Four with three people. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just won't work. So I think... I, I agree with you that they didn't have them extensively or they weren't used, at least not yet. But that doesn't mean they're not important to the overall lore arc that we know in the future kind of my thought on that but i enjoyed it uh i actually liked the time frame i what i really liked about it myself is i didn't know anything about the eternals going in you know like when we go see captain america or we go see iron man or we go see uh, you know even the x-men i think we all by default have some knowledge of it and eternals to me at least wasn't as widely known as so many other marvel or even superhero superhero movies it was very that? reminiscent, uh, along with what you're saying, it was very reminiscent of when Guardians of the Galaxy came out and people mm-hmm. were like, oh, what are they doing? Like, nobody knows anything about, you know, Rocket and Star-Lord and, you know, Drax the Destroyer mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. them. But but it worked. But I right. think one of the reasons why it worked was it had a lighter take to it. It had what I would call more the Marvel comic book take, where Eternals felt very much like a DC type of take. On a Marvel movie, like, hmm. a, or, or a DC movie take on a Marvel comic, like it was very. I don't want to say dark because it wasn't really dark like a DC, but it was very just. It was kind of like the Wonder Woman movie, where there was like, yeah, there were like hints of humor and lightheartedness, but for the most part, it was in a very serious tone. And it's just not what Marvel's known for, you know? And I think that's one of the reasons why the DC movies don't fare as well is because, you know, a lot of people go to the movies to watch, you know, serious movies, but they don't go to 
the movies to watch comic book movies that are serious movies if if that makes sense what i'm saying like they go for an escape and they go for something that's lighthearted and will make them laugh and and stuff like that and i i just don't think eternals kind of fit that bill with with the typical marvel uh way of doing things that's just again that's just one man's opinion manny what did you think you know uh I, I read the Eternal comics uh, a while mm. ago. Like some, mo- most of the Marvel comics I read a while ago. So uh, I really enjoyed them, but there was a lot of uh, Eternals character, should I say. So I'm, I'm not going to criticize because like, when I first when first Marvel started coming out, like, you know, I hope it goes this way as for the comics because Marvel does its own thing. They, they just get yep. bits and pieces of it and just run their own things. Should they have introduced all 10... Eternals, uh, maybe they could have gone with just maybe eight instead of the ten, maybe. But I, we don't know what they're going to come up with. They have a, obviously Marvel has a plan for each one of them, and um, I I think the movie was fantastic to me. It's not like so it's not like the other movies where you only have one character. That's all you got to go by just his story and then build up the whole movie off of them. Right for the Eternals, they're a bunch of like they're a group pretty much. That's what the Eternals are. They're a group, mm-hmm. and that's how you got to introduce them. So. You're not going to be able to tell everybody's story. Yes, I agree with probably some people say those stories would have been great on Disney Plus. They say they still won't create them as Disney Plus shows and do little backstories, but they kind of went off a little bit off the comics. So it's going to be interesting on this on this aspect. But um, I think for us seeing the Celestials wouldn't be as epic and grand of a scale as seeing it in the theaters. Because when you see that in the movie theaters, you're like, holy crap. You see the, the size comparison between the Eternals yeah, and the I agree with that. The Celestials, yeah, like, wow. And I good like point. the way they showed. They barely, like, when they first see the, the two comparison, you barely mm-hmm. see, like, just, like, the barely, like, a, a little, was maybe a dime's worth size of a the Celestial compared to the Eternal. And then little by little throughout the movie, you start seeing more and more. And then finally at the end, you see, wow, this guy's, this guy's a, a huge... Because you see him pretty much hovering his whole face, hovering inside the entire world, which the whole side of the world can see him. And pretty much, he's not even close to the Earth either way. He's like still quite a thousand light years away. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think they did it good. Like I said, it's the movie's most to me. The Eternals always been more like a religious folk folklore type of movie, so it's hmm. different than the other characters. So you see a lot right. of the backstories of that, like in, in the Greek gods, the Egyptian gods and the and the way peter pan was pretty much introduced to her through houdini pretty much mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. pretty much is i like how they reference all of these and and you see in the incredible well not the incredible it's the credits of the movie um pretty much you see all the like a lot of different cultures have their own gods and how these eternals are depicted in those gods how they sing right. and even in in the comics like well makari pretty much is like was considered at one point like the son of thor based on you know trying to fight you know, I won't say the name. I forgot his name. What's his name? Um, but um, Crow, Crow. I like, forgot. I think it was Crow. Crow. But, um, okay. Like I said, I forgot the names too, so I get it. But ultimately, I'll say, <laughs> it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I, I think it's worth a watch. People are giving it too much because I think they see the story kind of slow. Yes, they're they're there not to interfere. That's what the whole base of the movie is. They're there not to interfere, so you're not going to see that much action in this movie. And the thing is, you see them growing. That's what they are. They're pretty much just, uh, uh, they're, an, they're pretty much deck beings just created out of just metals. And pretty much you see them kind of evolve, kind of like 
Pinocchio in the references. It's a wooden mm-hmm. boy just who gets to learn what life is about and experience the emotions and the you know relationships with people, how they fall in love. That's pretty much what the Eternals is. That's what the whole point is about the movie, how they're going to evolve and eventually why they go against their creators. It's basically like said, biblical and everything else in this aspect. So just real quick while you watch, so as somebody who's read the comic, do you, do you approve of how they did the movie? Yes, because... <laughs> so confident. <laughs> yes, because the Eternals, you go back and forth between different parts. You go between Earth, you go between time, you go different aspects of time. So it's like a, it just goes back and forth. So unless you're keeping up with the comics, like mm-hmm. when we were when we were kids, it's, it's best the way they do it. It's just, so, just for the so, average person that comes in and watches it. So, but but you, you mentioned in the comics, they do that kind of story skipping. Is that right? Like how they would be in present day and then they'd be at, you know, zero BC or something like that. That happened in the comic book that same way. I'm sorry, can you ask that question again? Yeah, yeah. So you're saying, so they, they were 2000 BC and then it goes to present day. Then it skips to, you know, 756 AD and then back to present day. That's how the actual comic was too? Uh, there's different characters. Not all the characters in the movie were introduced. Like most of these characters were actually introduced until later in the in the comic books, mm-hmm. uh, so they're kind of different. Like, like Ajax, I'm sorry, uh, Ajax wasn't uh, in the movie. She's not obviously the prime Eternal in this movie, but in the comics, she wasn't the first Eternal that came out. So there's, there's, it's kind of told differently in a little bit. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. That's I think the way Marvel did it for the movie, I think it was good. It, the only way okay. you really got to understand it is going back and forth between flashes because. I mean, to me, you're trying to see a comparison how they're acting right now, why they're acting this way. That's why you got to flash back to what mm-hmm. happened in the past. Sure. So that was a little uh, disjointing. It, it it wasn't my favorite part of the movie when they kept going back and forth to stuff. I mean, obviously, it would have it would have been better if they would have just kind of done it chronologically. But like Manny says, I I get why mm-hmm. they did it the way they did, but it it was a little disjointing. Um, at times as far as trying to keep up with the flow of the story. Uh, look, I, I know I'm like piling all the criticism here. I, I didn't dislike the movie. I just didn't really like it. Like I'm saying, it, it felt like a middle-of-the-road type of Marvel movie. Like, I was glad I saw it. And, you know, will I watch it again? Maybe if I do a full rewatch again in a few years of stuff, you know, leading up to another culminating in-game type of movie, I'll obviously rewatch it as part of it. But it's not something that oh it, oh it's on Disney Plus oh I can't wait wait to rewatch it and that's you know that's not going to be a thing for this movie I just don't think it had a lot of rewatchability to it. Fair. I think part of the thing for me is that um, I genu- I genuinely don't understand why I need to care about the Eternals. There was no like just as someone that's like I would say I'm I'm, I'm not big on like I I didn't follow comics too much uh, growing up. A lot of my marvel knowledge is like kind of spotty in the comic sense but it's a lot just coming from the mcu and uh reading up on the mcu and seeing what the direction they're taking with the mcu mm-hmm. and seeing the internals i was just like none of these characters speak to me in a sense that like i need to care about them it's like sure they're setting up this story and then in the trailer they're like you know obviously answering the questions where it's like why didn't they interfere with world-changing events like the Thanos snap, mm-hmm. like the attack on New York, and like, you know, these are otherworldly situations. And they do that... explain that, I would say, okay, 
right, uh, in yeah, the movie and, as to why they didn't. Yeah, and it's kind just, of as it well as I can, so, yeah. It seems so basic, right? Like, and it's just like to me, it's just like, okay, so they've been here all along, they've experienced it all, and then they're bound by duty or whatever to not interfere with human whatever. And like to me, that's just like that's it feels very it's just kind of like pieced together randomly. It's just kind of like, let's just pigeonhole this thing in here to say that like, okay, sure that we'll make it work like this to, to explain that away. Um, so that like, just, it just didn't speak to me at all. Um, it, it felt more like a stopgap, like, Oh, Hey, right. we've, we've got this other stuff that we've already done. And now we're going to plug in the eternals and then we're going to help, use this movie to help get to another point because mm. like, you know, to the point Nate said, you know, about not feeling invested in it. I can't say after watching the movie, I feel any more invested. The only thing I would say that I feel more invested in is the character of Cersei. Like I really enjoyed her character and her character development. I think that's going to be an interesting one to see in future movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Athena was kind of on the border. They didn't actually have, Yes, she had a good backstory, quote-unquote, that they were dealing with and all that kind of stuff. So I'd like to see them develop her more. But the most interesting thing that I'm looking forward to, and I, I don't know if we want to jump ahead to this yet, is is the characters that were talked about and introduced and alluded to in the mm-hmm. mid- and post-credit scene. Like, Let, that's my hold, biggest let's, Yeah, let's thing. hold off on that, though. Yeah, I, I am, I am. Okay. But that's the biggest thing I took away from it, and it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be I went to a Marvel movie... And, and just only cared about the end, like yes, and one yeah. character out of yeah ten of the Eternals. That's not even counting the Dane Whitman character, and so I I don't know. It was just it was frustrating because again, it didn't feel like. Whereas Marvel has done such a great job of world building this entire time and and intertwining things, it almost felt like the like the kickoff to a new phase. Like I, th- mm. I think I would have been more accepting to it if it's like, okay, here's the kickoff to phase four. But again, it just kills me that they did not intertwine stuff better with this. Like they didn't randomly introduce one or two of the Eternals in one or two of the movies beforehand. Like how hard would it have been to have a cameo or even there wasn't even a mid or post credit scene in any of the previous couple of Marvel movies that would have even alluded to the Eternals coming up. I mean, something. And that's well, been the best thing that Marvel's done is connecting their, their characters. None of the characters. None of the characters know about the Eternals, that's why. But well, it doesn't have to be, oh, hey, there's an Eternal. It could be this random person shows up mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, who's that? And it, and and they just drop little hints like an Easter egg mm-hmm. to where the character that sees them doesn't have to know who they are. But but eventually you do your research after you watch the movie. Oh, that was so-and-so. Oh, oh that's connecting to the Eternals that's going to be coming out. Mm. I just don't know but how they would do that, and, and, and Nate, Nate brings up pigeonholing. That would really be pigeonholing because not, not really they were they were on their own doing their own thing. But they weren't they, they weren't fighting crime or anything. Years. They weren't they were being civilians. That's all they did. They didn't do but anything. Could have had it like it could have been like it literally could have been because they've done so many post credit scenes where it's like they're alluding to something. So they have something pop up. They have someone walking by, or just been like just a glimpse of like them looking at something happening. Wasn't Spider Man in London? Yeah, in, in in the uh not no way home, but um far uh, from home, far from home. Yeah, yeah, like they could have easily had, yeah. Cersei was working there. They yeah. easily could have had him run across her and just drop that little Easter egg and that little yeah. tidbit of information. It's really not that yeah. difficult to have done this. Well, um, I think in the timeline, I think in the timeline for this movie, Spider Man is currently on the run, so that's why you don't have those aspects. Each one's 
busy. Not you, you not know what? You know what? You know what I'll say? For all you know, they're there because you didn't know to look for them. Then you know what I mean. That's the point. Oh, they're not there. <laughs> the characters are not there. I know that, but I'm just saying that's the whole point. Is they weren't supposed to be seen. Like I think you're. I, I again, we know the MCU is going. She's seen more. by her students every day. Like again, you you think I'm trying to say she needs to be introduced as an eternal? I'm just saying she could just watch the character have- and then like turn the TV off and then like went and did something else and would have been like, who is that? Why did why do we care about her? But why? But you're ta- you're saying that? Why would you care about that happening? So you research it because and it would watch it the Eternals and it then makes you, say, you oh, well, care ahead of time and builds yeah. up anticipation. I, I think I think the, the fact I think the fact that they weren't supposed to be involved at all. It extinguishes all that. I don't think there's any reason to lead him in like that because then you're just forcing it, like you said, and you don't like. How that. is it forcing it? He randomly comes across her, but she's because you're teaching forcing. A class it. There's no reason for this person to even be involved. To. That's why there's there's no, so many things involved, in though. this movie itself that have no reason for being well, there okay. in an entire movie. Well, I I think you're I think you're reaching a little bit to be honest. I do because I don't. You're think reaching anywhere. by saying there's no reason to have them leading up to it. There's no reason because they weren't supposed to be involved. That's the whole point of it. She. <laughs> But they're, they're How do you involved. think I'm saying she's trying to be involved? I didn't but, say but, Cersei was going to all okay, of a sudden So what you're supposed stop? to do, go back and look, oh, i got to see if this posit. Who's that random character who watched well, something like, happen in London? Oh, wait, who's like that? That's what they do in every other movie! Yeah, Dude, you really got to stop yelling. Like, you're getting too loud. It's hurting my ears. But you got to watch that. Like, it, it, it doesn't matter that they're not there. That's the whole point of the Eternals is nobody knew they were there. That's I'll the agree whole to disagree. point. And right. as I was getting to before I was interrupted, that they are trying to bring in the more celestial, the more outer space, the more stuff that the Eternals will then be more involved with because now they are free of their bond or whatever to stay in place and do what they were told to do. That's the whole All point right. of the movie. I think we're not even really spoiling this movie too much. We're still a lot of debate on what's good or not. But let's go back to the start of what this movie started with. So we obviously the movie starts off with... Uh, uh, you get that spear coming off of Erishon uh, um, coming. It's dropping down pretty much, and it hits uh, Ajax. And pretty much we see the spear going to Ajax, a uh, kind of throat area, kind of mm-hmm. upper uh, uh, torso, mm-hmm. pretty much inactivates her. That's to me, that's the start of when the those Eternals were first activated in that, like, in that, what do you got, clone version? I guess that version of the Eternals started. I guess reactivated that, with their cleared memories, I guess is with the way their to say memories, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they yep. go back and she acti- Ajax activates the other Eternals that are there. And that's when we get the start. And that's why we see uh, at first, we kind of already see him all looking out the window, looking at Earth. And we get to see Cersei pretty much walking up to Icarus and just tell him, tell him pretty much. It seemed kind of odd because she goes, isn't, isn't it kind of beautiful, like referring to the Earth? And, right. and Icarus just uh, pretty much just looks. Is just looking at her and pretty much just says yes, but I'm not referring to the Earth. In other words, it's like referring to her. Right. right. So yeah. And then obviously we see we flash back to the people on Earth, which is we land in Mesopotamia, which is like I said, this is all. This, I love the the way they did the movie because it goes back to the early recorded civilization of Mesopotamia. That's what mm-hmm. the earliest we have on record. Okay. So that's where we have uh, people pretty much you know in the movie fishing, and pretty much to to let, the Eternals come in pretty much show them what they could do and how to improve on life, the new inventions. That's why we see them eventually in the movie. You saw them kind of like grinding corn pretty much and turning into into food. We see them also building the, the cottages because they didn't they didn't learn how to build it. The Eternals kind of like showed them how to do this. And as well with agricultural, you see pretty much that Cersei, you know, her, her power was pretty much creating anything out of rock or 
pretty much into other elements. Mm-hmm. And so we get to see that's how the irrigation came about. And and at the end of that scene, pretty much we see Bolipo Cersei, right? That gave the dagger pretty much that pretty much emphasizes our our turn of evolution into mankind, how it started modernizing, modernizing right there from you know obviously the wheel, the you know, weapons and everything else. So I think that was a, a great, great intro into the movie in that aspect. And mm-hmm. but what did you all think about that portion of the movie? Do you guys have any concerns? Or... I liked it. Like you didn't. Joey? I don't I think I, I. I mean, I again, I went in with this knowing nothing about the Eternals, not a damn thing. So I think it was neat. I mean, it's nice hearing somebody who read the comics say something that you know at least establishes it with it. I knew not. I knew the name, you know, and I don't even know if there were ten or if there's twelve or there's fourteen or there's seven or however many they are. So yes, I thought that was a neat idea. You know, it really gave a good background of who they are or what they came from and that they weren't human. So and I, that's, I was. And that's where we also get into to that. I kind of missed this. The DV is pretty much. We saw one of them pretty much like a, a swimming through the ocean, pretty much, and uh, some other people like warn the fishermen and the sun that are right there by the, the waters, like, "Hey, look out!" Pretty much, and what is the first thing we hear is that dads see it and tell the son, "Run! I'll hold back on it." And that's mm-hmm. what pretty much Cersei is looking at this. So is Ajax. Hey, these these beings are pretty much able to, you know. They're different. You see them care for each other. They're, they're willing to go up their lives to make sure somebody else lives. And that's where we start seeing deeper meaning. That's why the movie, to a lot of people, they're not going to like it. Because they just want, you know, just straight action. But over there, a lot looking at the deep aspect of it and all its um, metaphors, you really miss out a lot on this movie. And that's why I don't rank it like a, a lot of people do, like Lil Wayne. I actually rank this in kind of the mid-ends of uh, the Marvel movies. And like mm-hmm. I agree. I, I, Shang-Chi to me, like I said, I told you guys at the beginning, I, I, don't, I don't know all the hype that people were giving it, but I've been watching it. I was like, it's not that great of a movie, I think. I'm not sure why all this hype is, but I, granted, I still haven't finished the movie, but uh, Shang-Chi, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, what I've seen so far, I'm not that you know, interested in it as much as I was in the journals. Interesting. I hadn't thought about it until you mentioned it earlier because I hadn't seen anybody talking about this, but the mention earlier about this being better suited as a Disney Plus series actually makes a little bit more sense, especially when you're talking about the level of storytelling that they're trying to tell for the multitude of characters over the length of time that they're trying to tell it. I think I think a Disney Plus series would have actually served this movie better because I did enjoy the storytelling. I did enjoy what character development they were trying to do with some of the characters. Um, but again, I think it was a lot to try to do in two and a half hours. I, I think the director that they had was a great choice for a storytelling type of movie. Um, I'm trying to think of her name. Chloe. Oh, I'm oh, trying to think. Of... I have IMDb up. We could look it up. Yeah. Uh, um, Chloe Zhao. Yeah. Yeah. Chloe yeah. 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 So... Um, I, 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 I think it would have been better fit now that you mentioned it. And I meant to say this earlier and when we got sidetracked, but I definitely think Disney plus would have served this well, just the same way. I don't think WandaVision would have worked as a movie uh, mm-hmm. because it was too much story to tell. I, I think this would have done better. And I may even had a different opinion about it. Um, if it would have been turned into a Disney plus series, it didn't necessarily need to be a multi-season thing. Like he could have just been a, a one shot deal, but I think you stretch that over eight to 10 episodes, that story. I, I, I think some of what it suffers from is rushing certain things that if you do a TV show, I think you have time to kind of 
uh, weed some of that stuff out and kind of lay it out in a better in a better way than what they were able to do in in the two and a half hours that they had. I'm curious, what was rushed? I I just feel like some of it, it was either one or the other. I felt like some of the things that happened, like revealing at the end that Icarus was. And see, I don't even know, and, and that's the one thing I did enjoy about the movie. Like, I was about to say Icarus was the bad guy, mm-hmm. but I don't even know if you can say that, because right. really, he's just trying to fill his mission, and they did a very good job of trying to get you to see both sides of the coin, and, mm-hmm. and I think Kingo's character kind of represents that well, yes. where he's like, hey, I don't want to stop the mission that we're supposed to be doing, um, but at the same time, I don't want to go against my friend's to do that like and and again i don't think we we hit this although most people listen to them, i'm i'm sure have you know seen the movie i would think hopefully um, you know, yeah the whole <laughs> yeah, thing is so either. the celestials plant seeds and planets to grow other celestials that of course makes the planet explode which would sacrifice you know in the earth's case seven plus billion people nearly eight billion would be the population i think at this point in time in the marvel timeline but it spreads out and creates more planets, more galaxies, however extensive it is. It's the same thing where you do controlled burns and wildfire to destroy a small part to make, you know, other other parts grow and develop. So, you know, it's it's a very it, it, they did a very good job of getting you as the audience to think about this. Well, crap, you know, I, I don't want to see Earth end. But at the same time <laughs> I'm stopping, you know, the Me development <laughs> of, of other planets like ours because again the the logic is you trace it back far enough that's how our planet came to be is Mm -hmm. from some other celestial being born out of a planet which created ours so what if you know you trace it back to whatever that planet was and all of a sudden those eternals say oh no we're not going to do that and then all of a sudden our planet doesn't come to exist so it it, it gets you thinking about a lot of stuff uh, in it but I, i do feel like some characters um were were rushed as far as what you were trying to learn from them and learn about them because again it was so many that you were trying to fit in whereas others again like i don't think makari got the back story and the development that that she needed and her relationship with druig um and, and then the whole thing with with sprite that felt kind of weird i don't know if i'd say that was rushed as more of it was choppy it's like oh she's got a thing for icarus and it's like oh she it feels i i guess um not as important as the others but she's more in this kid form where the other ones are more in adult form Mm -hmm. so she wants to be able to be an adult and then you know you get to mandy's whole pinocchio thing where she's made a real girl uh at the end when cersei (laughs) still has some of the powers of the celestial and so like i said like that part that seems kind of disjointed i don't know if, i don't know if rushed is the right word um but like i said i think the storytelling could have benefited from a longer form like a disney plus series as opposed to a movie See, i, I don't know if i I'm, I'm just thinking like i don't know what else i'd want to know that's my problem and I, that, that you can't know what you don't know so don't don't you know i'm sure there's something but i don't know i i, I like the movie aspect of it i think to get and manny brought this up earlier to get the grand aspect of a celestial works so much better on the big screen than it would on it a, does on a TV it screen. does that's the one part that i definitely um, would think would be missing. and i'm not i'm not saying you're wrong either it would be interesting to do and the, the thing is okay so i think we need to rewind for just a second COVID hit i don't know how that affected this movie in mm. filming and editing and post whatever but i have i'm sure it did in some form so i have a feeling if you know they knew that was going to happen and did things now they probably could do something because i think a disney plus 
accompaniment would be kind of neat. And that's in the saying that maybe they make the movie an hour and a half, but then have Disney Plus leading up to it with like a six episode to really get to know the characters or something like that. I wouldn't be against that. And Feige, we trust, right? So I, I like the idea partially is what I'm getting at. But um, I, I the big screen had to be done. And I, and I, I mean, you know, this is a big movie. The problem with the Disney Plus thing and this is quote end quote problem is is the delay because I think getting to know the story and the interactions and how each of the characters works with each of the characters was established in the movie. It kind of would suck to have one week where that happens. You wait a week, find a new character, wait another week, you get the point. Then they all come together in the movie, and you're like, oh yeah, I forgot about that, or oh well, yeah, that's right. You gotta remember, Bobby also said that the Disney Plus shows doesn't really matter to the movies anyway. Wow. Because I mean, yeah, there's. I thought that was the. That was the he's talking about the Disney Plus movies when he said that, or, or was he talking right? about the old Marvel shows? Um, I know because I thought he had said the Disney Plus shows were like a, a interwoven part of the overall story that they were trying to tell. They, and, and I may be mis- misremembering. That's, that's, that's all. So am I. But I understand that it was like not really a necessity for us to watch it for like the average moviegoer to go and watch it. But but mm. it is going to help out if you're watching it. But Overall, he pretty much did it for like just an average joke. Just go to the movies, and not have to watch the Disney Plus shows to understand what's going on. Plus, they probably make a lot more movie money at the movies. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> so, yeah. interesting. Uh, I, 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 again, I think I think all the characters had a purpose, and I think they'll have even or some of them will have even more of a purpose. I mean, I'm kind of bummed. It, well, I shouldn't say he's gone, but I'm bummed that you're supposed to at least think Icarus is dead. You know. Um, of course, what's his name? Who, who we haven't really talked about at all. Gilgamesh, uh, well, let's, who I love. Let's, let's forward through real quick. I just want to go real quick through me. So anyway, so we got them uh, introduced at, at the Eternals introduced in the civilian aspect mm-hmm. of uh, Mesopotamia. Pretty much, we see them go through the whole entire, uh, you know, the world pretty much throughout the years. We see them go through uh, the when Cortez invaded pretty much over pretty much. And Druk uh, gets upset for watching all these wars and, and is asking Ajax, hey, I need to get involved, stop this war, and Ajax just says, no, gotta let it be, we can't get involved on this aspect, and they go through the all aspects eventually, and that, at the end of the war, that's when uh, Athena pretty much starts uh, glitching pretty much, I guess, in that sense of word. She mm-hmm. starts uh, going, uh, you know, even fighting the Eternals themselves, uh, and starts wanting to kill a man, pretty much, uh, Gilgamesh is pretty one, the one that stops uh her because obviously strength and calms you down, kind of like what uh, what um, Black Widow does with the Hulk. Like pretty much hold my hand, pretty much mm, right. remember yourself, pretty much, and you know you know is able to re- remember. So all we know that part of the movie is that you know Athena could go crazy at any time and kill any of the Eternals, pretty much, because <laughs> mm-hmm. they are immortals, but they're not immortal. Should I say they could die, but they can mm. live a long time as long as they're able to, you know, pretty much. Uh, heal himself in one way or another which right, the only right. person that could do that at that time is ajax they could heal themselves but like slowly but ajax is the only one that could accelerate the healing mm-hmm. in the movie aspect pretty much but uh so anyway that's why we started seeing flashbacks so of each one and ajax tells everybody i want you guys to go into the world since we complete our mission by you know killing most of the deviants you haven't seen them in a while I need you to go into the world, enjoy it, and pretty much until we hear something from our, our creator, pretty much, um, and I'll call you back in that aspect. I'll give you a phone call whenever I hear something from Bob. And um, so they go out, and that's when we see all of them pretty much, you know, 
Uh, I think we flash back to Cersei pretty much, correct? That's when she's at the as a, I think a professor, right? She's teaching a class. Well, it's not that's a flashback. See, that's present day, yeah. Well, present day. I'm sorry. That's right. We see Cersei right there with a uh, what's this, what's a Dane Winnett's name? Um, oh, it's Dane. Oh, Dane. Well, what's his name? No, what's his actual name? I forgot. Oh, uh, Kit. Kit Harrington. Kit, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Kit Harrington. So that's where we see him together. He's also a professor at that school. They pretty much fall in, fall in love, pretty much, and they start walking the streets. And somehow, um, she gives a, a ring to uh, a, a Whitman, pretty much, and she goes, and "What was the response he gives? Isn't this from uh, your uh, boss? Uh, is your uncle uh, Doctor Strange?" Reference the other characters, pretty much, on there, but because he he recognizes the, the emblems on the ring being part of the the medieval times era, which is kind of like a He asked hint. her if she was a wizard, is, right. is what he a asked. Wizard, yeah. So we started seeing all these references, and that's where I like seeing where all the Eternals went, what they're doing. We saw Kinko pretty much go into Bollywood, create his own... I love the explanation he gave that when Sprite questioned, like, I mean, you've been doing it for all these years, how did you... How do people not recognize you? Well, I just changed my, my face all this time, like a mustache. You see all the posters? He starts pointing at I got a mustache here. I changed my hair in this aspect. I did all this. It's all him pretty much with this. Right, right. Well, he was saying that it was like his great-great-grandfather and his great-grandfather and his grandfather and his father. They used the Superman I, glasses logic on that one. Yes, pretty much. And uh, that was a great aspect of what Kinko was doing. And and Kinko, if you kind of see the, the Eternals like in groups, the way when they stand, when they're standing at the intro, when they first introduce themselves to humanity, kind of mm-hmm. like see them like in a triangle aspect. If you actually look at them, you kind of see like there's ones that the one side are actually the ones that really like fighting, and the other side are the ones that actually kind of like showing pretty much uh, humanity how to prosper. Hmm. So that's mm, you kind of see it that way. They're kind of like a mother and father side, should I say? Yeah, I got you. Kind of see them that way. So and Kinko falls in this aspect that he he loves them all, his brothers and sisters, but he's not going to go against them. That's why at the end of the movie you don't see him fight at the end of the of the last battles because. It's like, although I agree with you that we should save him, I'm not going to fight, fight, fight my own brother. That's like, so that's why i got to step aside and let you guys do it. Either way, I'll be happy with whatever decision you guys make up. He's pretty much a follower, pretty much, in that aspect. Hmm. And, and I love his, like, uh, what's his name? The, the little camera guy he has following Oh, uh, Karun? Karun. He's, K-Run? A, he's a great I might be saying that wrong. <laughs> Which, in a way, he also gets to... Um, Druid, he actually gets to him at the end how pretty much uh, he tells him, hey, thank you. I love you guys for doing everything, all this. He gives mm-hmm. like a little speech at him. Druid kind of seems like, wow, it's pretty nice. I was like, you're <laughs> welcome. It kept, doesn't, because Druid's always been the, kind of like a, the villain in this movie in a way, because like he went to start his own cult in the in the woods pretty much and had all the people right. controlled under his mind, which is his power is pretty much mind controlling pretty much of people. So you're saying Drug was the bad guy in the movie? He he kind of well, he is and he's not. No, they all are. I mean, they, they all show human. They aspects. all and yeah. they all aren't. Yeah. Right, you know, just right. depending on what side. But he's the one I feel the worst for because he he's the one that could have stopped all the craziness along the way and and was you know continued to say you know no you can't do that 
And I get it. You know, you don't want to be mind controlled in order to avoid whatever it is, whether it's good or bad, etc. But I don't know if I'd go as so, so far as to say that he was the, the bad guy. I think he was just probably the one that was the most lost because he, above everybody else, I think felt like he could have definitely stopped all the massacres that they had seen developing over the centuries. And so I think that was what he, he did. He just, you know, disconnected. He just got away from everything because he couldn't handle anymore the fact that he knows he could have stopped everything and wasn't allowed to. But he had a, yeah. he's doing it. He's pretty much doing what he's going against in the in the woods anyway. So, what do you mean? But anyway, you mean because he, he's not he only controls those people to talk to the Eternals. I don't think he controlled them the rest of the time. And just to attack the deviants, that was the only other yeah. time. Yeah, like he wasn't all. They weren't always under his mind control was my perception. I could be wrong. But, but I mean, I think you're getting at the point of why there are so many characters in this movie is because there's so many gray areas, so much black and white that gets blurred, so much different perspectives and individual struggles regardless of human or, or celestial. So I, I think that's, you know, I, I think you mentioned it, you hit it right on the head that this is more of a storytelling movie than, mm. um, than anything. And, and I think now, okay, we've established the characters. We know who they are. We know what they can do. We know who's alive. We know who's not. Now they can do more in the in the MCU as the feature goes on. And I did like how they separated them to kind of show that eh, more than likely you're going to see them in these little subgroups probably over the course of the next couple of... Because honestly, if you look at what's already been established that's coming out over the next couple of years, mm-hmm. yes, there's some things on the far tail end in like 2024 and 2025 that just say <laughs> Marvel movie as a placeholder. Right, right. But that's probably when we're looking at the earliest Eternals 2 coming out is probably three-ish years from now. So that'll probably be, okay, this group appears in this movie, this group appears in this one, this one person appears here, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden they all kind of come back for that second one for, I don't know if it's going to be for the judgment that he was talking about coming back from, which is actually from the comics as well, that whole part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Arisham says I'm going to judge you which is kind of his role right. as a celestial is one of the main judges of whether a, um, a, I don't know if species but I guess whether a world is worthy to exist or not so I'm sure that'll be kind of the plot of the, the second one but I think for all the criticism I had I do think it set it up nicely for again these characters to be interwoven in future storylines mm-hmm. so i guess the whole thing going back to what i was talking about before i'd just like to see if possible uh don't want to set clint off again some <laughs> some intertwining <laughs> previous to this but again i think we are going to see that post this movie like i think we're going to see them in some of the ones coming out next year i'd be willing to bet and a lot of that's probably going to come from that third Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I'm just going to guess, especially, and I guess we can go ahead and jump into this now since we're starting to run long on time, is yeah. the introduction of um, Pip and Eros in the mid credit scene. Yeah, which was the, yeah, Star-Lord, which was the main reason my daughter was so anxious to go, oh, i got to go see Harry Styles. He's oh, in it. she knew <laughs> about that ahead of time. Yeah, she did. She had, I did she not. She found okay. out about it. Um, so, you know, that's interesting. I, I think them interest, uh, introducing him and, and the lore of the fact that he's a celestial, he is Thanos' uh, brother, Thanos is a combination of a celestial and a deviant, which has got a whole different aspect to it. Um, so I, I think it'll be interesting going forward to see how they're introduced in the more... I guess I could say space-centric movies, which would be right. Guardians of the Galaxy. Captain Marvel can obviously be space-centric. Technically, they all could be at this point. Right. But, but I'm Thor, just talking about the ones that Thor normally are. There. Thor yeah. could be as well. And yeah. it'll be interesting as well 
Um, not only how they develop his character, but you also have to think you've got another huge, huge character coming out that hasn't even been announced for his own solo movie, which is um, Adam Warlock, uh, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be coming out. I mean, they finally announced who the actor was going to be that was going to be playing him. James Gunn did that in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So there's a lot of moving parts coming in mm-hmm. over these next phases and a lot of characters. And, and if you think about it, how many characters did we really lose? I mean, you lost... Three. We lost Black three. Widow, we lost Captain America, and we lost Iron Man. Iron Man. Th- that's it. And yeah. you still have everybody else. So there's there's a lot of stuff to be done. I and I, I think vision. there's going to be a big expansion in the Disney Plus series. That might be where we see... Um, Star... Star... What is it? Star Fox? Yes, Star Fox. Star, Star Fox again. It might be a Disney Plus series. He might get his own because I'd love to see him and Pip voiced by Pat Oswalt <laughs> in some kind of, you know... I love the Pat World traveling. Yes. Yes, I, well, I, 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 I'm curious about Harry Styles. I don't know. I, again, in Feige, we trust. Their casting has always been great. But I saw him and I was like, oh, really? Oh not my- saying Harry can't act. I've seen him do act. Like, when he's on SNL, he's fantastic. Like, he can actually. He's not just a one-trick pony. I just don't know if I love him in that role. I'm sure I'll be proven wrong. But, I'm sorry, and, Manny. And Manny might know a little bit better. Yes. But I think that's how that character is, like, in the comics. Isn't he oh, kind of sure. like the, you know, all smiles, pearly whites, yes. grin to grin type of character? So he, his power is a, a lot of mind controlling and uh, hitting, like, certain aspects of mind that, like, to make you fall in love with you, to make you feel like, like, type of, like, pleasure type of aspects. That's why he's kind of mm-hmm. like, considered, like, a, a, like, a little... A pimp, should I like, say? Like, like a, suave and uh, yeah, suave dead that he gets everybody mm-hmm. involved. That's why the whole thing about what the, he even made like a little reference to to Tina, pretty much. Hey, who who are you? And mm-hmm. and uh, Tina's movie kind of created the Eternals, not really made them like a bloodline. I'm hoping maybe they cut off that bloodline and actually maybe we'll see like uh, Star Fox pretty much like trying to hit up on Athena in that aspect. And and so that'd be a Good, but I'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, the, by the, the way, was pretty good. I meant to say this earlier. I'm sorry for bringing this up now. This was an interesting role for Angelina Jolie in the fact that she wasn't the lead. You know what I mean? Like she was, she wasn't in charge. She didn't boss anybody around. Like she was in it a lot, but she wasn't the star. Um, which right. was, which was, I thought good. I'm glad she wanted to take that role. I thought she played it pretty well once everything was said and done. And I've seen some. Um... I guess contradicting reports like mm-hmm. I saw some that this was just supposed to be a cameo and they expanded it for the for the, just this film but she'll make a couple more cameos but that'll be it and then I've seen the flip side of that to where she's going to be like one of the main ones like alluding to in the next big Avengers team up she will be one of the main Avengers in it sure. so it's going to be interesting to see how they because definitely she had I, I would argue I don't know who else you would say in that movie. I would say she had the she has the biggest star power. Oh, of the group. I mean, Selma Hayek maybe, but I would also... say yeah, ninety Selma Hayek for sure. I, right, I, but and... I mean, but she's not around anymore. You know, right, she's not going to exactly. be in it anymore. So, yeah. um, I, I I do think Gemma is it Gemma Chan. Let me make sure I get her yes. name right. Yes, yes, like she she is getting more and more well known anyway. Up and coming for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I mean that one helped. I didn't realize the guy that played Icarus, and I'm sorry, I don't know his name off the top of my head, was in Game of Thrones. You know, there, yeah, I didn't Richard realize Madden. a lot of these. Yeah, so, I mean, that that's more on me than them themselves. But, yeah, she's definitely the the star, and that's the thing. When she wasn't the role, it mm-hmm. was nice to see. I mean, I've always thought Angelina Jolie was a little overhyped, even though I can understand it, because she actually can act. So it was nice to see her not be in charge for once, in my opinion. And actually see her take, and I'm going to use the quotes here, a supporting role mm-hmm. versus, you know, the main star. Anyway, I just wanted to say that while we were thinking, while it popped so, in my head. What do you guys think about the second uh, end credit? What do you think is going to happen on that side? 
I think it's very interesting. So uh, obviously for those I hope that are listening and, and have seen it, you have uh, Dane Whitman at the end who, um, God, I can't think of the sword's name, but something Ebony. ivory. Ebony, Ebony Blade. Ebony, Ebony. Ebony I was thinking Ebony and Ivory, shame on me. Um, but it's <laughs> the awful. Ebony sword. And so I, it's kind of like when he wields it, I think he becomes the Black Knight. Um, which is another obviously Marvel character uh, that's got another backstory that I don't think is is very that is well a known. Complicated story right there. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not very well known. Um, and then the voice that you hear is um, oh I can't think of his first name Ali's uh, uh, Ali's the last name. Um, Nate, do you remember his first name? It's the guy that plays Cottonmouth in the uh, yeah uh, Marshall. Yes, um, so. It was his voice that you hear as, and obviously everybody knows that he's going to be Blade um, in in the new Blade movie for Marvel. So that's interesting that they kind of connected those two together. I don't know, and Manny might know, because he seems more in, in tune with the comics than any of us do. But I don't know if there's a strong crossover in the comics I, I, between Blade and the Black Knight, but... Yes. And I actually thought okay. that, like, actually, the, <laughs> actually thought that Ebony Blade, I thought the first initial route when I heard about it was that that was going to be the blade that falls into uh, 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 into Blade's virgin hands, pretty much. Doesn't make sense, but I guess if they're going to take the the Black Knight route, uh, it'd be interesting because that might go into the Disney Plus show because that's going to maybe lead into the Midnight Suns, which is kind of like the equal version of uh, what was it Daredevils and all that other show kind of like the the street type of hooks that fight pretty mm-hmm. much. So you got obviously the leader blade pretty much. And you got the black line that shows up and you got, uh, I think I forgot his name. That one school guy. But, uh, <laughs> the school guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't oh, skull as in like head skull. bone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yes. Yes. He's also part of it too. There's a bunch of other characters in there. So they're just a bunch of like a street hood that kind of like, like, like fight around in a way in a, in a way that do fight other villains but not as big but they might actually go that route i think as a disney plus show which i think might be really good because he also has punisher also that joins them too so it's a it's a good like uh i think there could be a good aspect for a show right there and, and let's be honest if if disney plus wants to continue on uh the path that they're on, they have to come up with more and more original shows to be yeah. a streaming service. It can't just simply be a streaming service based on just the backlog of you right. know their their catalog. Agreed. Um, and and it's also probably why I've I've been reading things, and I think they're just speculation right now, but that they might end up going the route of um, like Hulu uh, and some of the other streaming services where they'll have a higher tier that you pay to be ad free and a kind of lower tier paid option. Um, with ads um, that Boo. you have to deal with, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're moving forward with, with saying yes. This is definitely something that's going to be around for a while because I think their Star Wars and their um, Marvel lines are definitely you know. Well, didn't they announce like sixteen viewers. new shows or something last week? Well, I think a lot of what was announced on Disney Plus Day were things that people already knew about, oh, mm-hmm. and I think they just either hit you with like a little brief teaser or uh, like a reworked title card or a couple of stills um, from the shows. Like with Secret Invasion, they had that picture of Samuel L. Jackson with the eye patch off and the scratches on the eye. They had a couple of still shots from She-Hulk. Um, there was a leaked like 30-second 
30-second teaser uh, of Moon Knight. I think the only thing that was announced that people didn't know about was the Spider-Man Freshman Year, which was going to be an animated series. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like there was one other that I'm missing that was announced that people didn't know about ahead of time. And I'm not... I'm, I'm kind of drawing a blank, and I could be wrong. I know I know the Spider-Man one not, not many people knew about. Um, so there's definitely a lot coming out um, as to what they go Disney Plus route with and what they go movie route with. Nah, I don't know, but like Clint always says, in Feige we trust. And like I said, I have a feeling that this will, again, this movie Eternals. And again, like I said, it felt like it would have been better as a kickoff for a new phase. Yes, um, I, I, agree. I think a lot of this stuff is going to obviously be spread out over the next probably three years, we're going to see stuff trickled in here and there, everywhere from the Star Fox character to the, you know, Dane Whitman slash Black Knight character with Blade. And then obviously the Eternals, you have some that are, you know, off in space. Obviously, we're going to, we're setting them up to probably be running across the Guardians of the Galaxy, if not somebody else. So there's a lot coming that I'm sure this will be. And look, I could be dead wrong. I could come back two years from now and be like, I need to go back and watch Eternals again to see how all this started because it's been, you know, in everywhere else type of thing. So mm-hmm. who knows? Exactly. We could do this two years from now. could have a totally different, you know, take on everything and may have forgotten the argument Clinton and I had about whether it was relevant to have some of these intertwined no one's leading up forget. to it. We'll never forget. <laughs> never forget. Never forget. <laughs> Out of all the things in the world, that's going to be one of them to remember. 9-11 Nate, you, and this. All right, got it. Nate, what do you think would have to happen for you to change your mind as far as not only just seeing it, because you still haven't seen it, but but thinking it will be an important part of the MCU moving forward over the next couple of years? Like, truth be told, I will probably watch it at some point. Um, likely when it becomes available digitally, I'll probably watch it. It's... Um, but I think even if I forget, I think the only way that it'll pull me back in will likely be uh, once these other characters are introduced and once I start seeing the impact of what the Eternals are doing in the other movies. Or if someone leaks the, hey, this is like, this is where they're headed with this. This is important. Um, I honestly don't think I'll, like, I'll watch it, but I, I'm not going to go out of my way to watch it until I understand the importance of why i need to watch it and i i'm not convinced that um that it is important like just just hearing from the way you guys described the movie uh it's it doesn't seem like a great movie in the sense that it's not your typical mcu movie for sure and that's fine and you know there there is room for that in the marvel universe because we can't just have action all the time we can't literally just have like giant fight scenes for three hours every time, mm. every two months, mm-hmm. right? Because that's just not how you progress the story. And I get that. And um, I think my biggest issue with it is I would have probably been quite invested in this if it was a Disney Plus series. Just from the way you guys described it with the cast, the amount of characters, the amount of uh, like what Manny was describing, where it was like, this is about a journey of a group of people mm. over centuries and years and years and years through this celestial universe and being okay that sounds really cool but when you're jamming that into like a two and a half hour three hour movie like you could done so much more with like an eight episode 40 minute series you know Mm -hmm. i feel like um and i think that's where that also kind of turned me off a bit because it's like then you have something like in my opinion where you have like something where like hawkeye coming out where it's like that could have easily been a two minute two minute two hour popcorn (laughs) flip yes and i think that would have been fine and then now it just feels like hawkeye is getting dragged through this uh buddy cop story that yeah. like, the trailer <laughs> it is like okay this 
this doesn't truly appeal to me either but i'll watch it because it's on disney plus and it'll mm. be like a you know um so i think it's just where my head's at in terms of um just consuming entertainment is part of the reason why i'm not super stoked on the eternals nothing against what marvel's doing because i get it i know that like clint says we've say this like at least two or three times the episode when we talk about marvel stuff it's in five you we trust because he's building a, an incredible universe he's he's literally setting us up for like the next 50 years and i yeah. and i get that but um just choosing the entertainment that i want to consume currently eternals just wasn't on my radar and i, I don't think it will be unless it's digital and free and yeah yeah <laughs> free quote unquote yeah free and quote unquote and yeah. there's nothing else for me to watch at the time <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um fair enough. Yeah, I I I do want to say uh, it was cool to watch in the theaters though. I I mean it mm. is fun. Um, it is cool. So not I guess not to give it away. Not that anybody cares who is listening. The celestial does come back or does start basically coming up from the earth and in there, um, Cersei essentially and it, Manny, correct me if I'm wrong, puts it to sleep. Right. Yeah. Like, but yes. Yeah. Correct. So correct. like yeah. So but the cool thing is. It's still ha- like its head is partially exposed, its hand is partially exposed, yes. and that's it, right? There's nothing else. Yes, I, I don't think so. Unless yeah. there's like a foot on the other side of the world or something, well, I don't know. But <laughs> my point is, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes up again. Um, well, in the comics, I think Tiamat does eventually emerge all the right. way without actually destroying the Earth. So, okay. and, and that was kind of a question I had too. That was kind of a lingering thing: was does it have to destroy the planet? Or does is it just part of its? Oh, it's easier. Yeah, like oh, hey, I emerged. Everything's fine. Earth destroyed. You know, it just yeah. decides all of a sudden. I don't. I don't know. That was the part I was confused on. But in the comics, like I said, it does end up emerging and does not destroy the Earth. At, and I at, think that's why. Point. That's where Eagle's going to play an aspect in, in it. That's why we probably mm-hmm. don't consider him right now as a celestial like the other one. But maybe that's maybe that's the route they're going to go for that mm-hmm. to bring out. Tiamut pretty much out of the earth while destroying it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But we'll see. Well, you can do, right? Yep. So I, 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 again, I, I'm with you, Joey. It's not like the best, but I, I definitely would think it was, I think, it, I don't know. I always think I take the underdog side with the stories here. And if it's getting ragged on, I might like it more, but it's not, it's not top third, but it, it's definitely in the middle. Yeah, there. I would put it middle third. And, and it could, like I said, there's a very good chance it could move up as far as, I guess importance mm-hmm. uh, in the future depend on how much they end up tying the Eternals into what's going to happen. Because as far as I understand, the Celestials will start playing more and more of a role in some of the future movies. So you would think if they were, then obviously the Eternals would be connected to them. So it'll be interesting to see how the um, plan gets laid out. What what is Galactus? Is he? A, and this is somebody who knows nothing about that storyline. Is he a Celestial? Is he a or no, is he something he's else? Okay, he's all right, never mind. Yeah, but I kind of feel like it, you know, again, all the space stuff leading up to that is my still my thought, but we'll see. I liked it. I I, I think it was worth seeing. I'm not upset to see it in a theater at all. Are you sure? I am. I'm very I am sure. <laughs> Are you positive? I, I, I enjoyed it. And again, part of that was it was brand new to me. You know, I mean I couldn't be critical because I knew nothing of it. So And I think a lot right now we're just glad to be back in for Marvel 
you know, mm-hmm. experiences in the movie theater. So I'm I'm sure that plays into yeah. it as well. And we get Spider Man next month, and oh no, December. No, December yes. next month. December wow. is next month. Yeah, no, yeah. it's crazy. We're December's we're next halfway, month. What? We're halfway through freaking November. Through November. <laughs> yes, which so. is insane. Yes, yeah, but that's but years actually. The Spider Man and the Hawkeye series are. are Hawkeye be... series is the end of the month, isn't it? I think first episode's like very end of November. So I mean, I think the majority of it's going to play through December. Yeah, we'll have more Marvel content. Not a worry. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> plenty of Marvel content. Go see it, Nate. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we'll see. Anyway, <laughs> but yes. What? What's that? So we're already in pretty uh, good amount of time here. Oh, I thought you were gonna say, "I thought you said party in." I'm like, "Party in where, Manny? Yeah, <laughs> your pants." Party at? Yeah. <laughs> it's like finish that sentence. Anyway, I'm sorry, Nate. Please continue. Yeah, thank you, Manny. Uh, for joining us today and chatting about the Eternals, I'm glad that we got a uh, someone who's who's understood the comics, who's read the comics, and who also enjoyed the movie and was able to kind of explain things a bit better for us. Um, yes, you know, because that's I think that's one big thing that we lack is that that that, that more in depth comic knowledge. Like we're we're well versed in the MCU, and you know we we do enjoy the movies, but yeah, I think having that extra layer is is always helpful. So we appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on and and bestowing that knowledge on us many and you keep your questions coming because yes we, we need to answer more of those yeah um, i appreciate it guys okay. yeah uh can you tell everybody where we can find you again on twitter and instagram and all that uh sure it's a uh, night bodega pretty much on ig and twitter so that's where you find me and no spammy <laughs> there you go interact <laughs> with manny he's great he loves to to chat with people on twitter and respond to to questions and tweets and stuff so he's pretty active there so mm-hmm. and he's a good guy so if you ever see him at a con or anything like that i'm sure he'd be more than happy to to hang out and, and chat with you and probably get a beer with you as well beer what huh <laughs> and maybe some spaghetti maybe some spaghetti, some spaghetti. <laughs> you're crazy manny you're crazy amazing um but yes, uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore dorksman. Uh, like I said before, you can always email us at dorksman at gmail.com. Uh, Clint, Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash the underscore dorksman. What's the plan? Uh, what are we playing this week? I think we're actually going to play Super Mario World, 3D World this week. We, we skipped it last week. so You trying um, to finish it? I would like to. I'd like to get all. I don't think we will next week, but I'd like to say we got all the way through it online and died two million times combined and laugh at us as we hilariously run into each other so come watch amazing that sounds fun it is fun it's fun is it is it fun it is and mario kart's on sale this week so uh, anybody wants to join us for that go go buy it anybody who hasn't found one in the couch yet <laughs> in the couch yeah. cushions go buy it couch cushions, which is amazing um so top <laughs> top five nintendo moment all time that's a good that's a good one i mean that's hard to beat that one it is it is, it is hard to beat um but yeah um thank you again manny for joining us this week we do appreciate it um like clint said please keep the ask dorksman questions coming whether or not your name is manny because we love your questions um (laughs) anyone else got anything before we wrap it up here nope no (laughs) nothing all right well thanks again for listening that's my secret no i'm always angry do a barrel roll star fox (laughs) word homies go watch it Arnold. I was waiting for somebody to make that Star Fox reference. I'm glad somebody did. I was waiting to the end. It was good. That was good. Because that's the whole thing I thought when they named him. I'm like, what? No. (laughs) Star Fox is a video game, not a character. Ribbit.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.